4: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
5: You are entering the news vault from KCBS Radio. Flames
6: and the smoke. I have a tape recorder in
7: my hand. Well, nobody would think of doing that.
8: newsmen were blocking the door
7: it worked for a couple of seconds
8: bringing the sounds
9: of history back to life here is your host Stan Bunger This time we continue a series of four episodes that will focus on what happened in the summer of 1981. It was August 25th of 81, as you may recall from our last episode, that a huge natural gas leak occurred in San Francisco's financial district. It was a 16-inch natural gas pipeline. That's a big one. The leak spewed gas into the neighborhood, led to a massive evacuation, about 30,000 people all told. And one of the places evacuated, and some of the people evacuated, were the staff of KCBS Radio from the newsroom, the studios, and the offices. Uh, The radio station on the 32nd floor of the One Embarcadero Center high-rise in those years. And for many hours, the radio station had to broadcast using a makeshift system of providing audio to the transmitter that didn't go through the newsroom and the control board. The next morning... At 5.06 a.m., coming out of the CBS Hourly Newscast, KCBS resumed broadcasting from its Embarcadero Center studios. And Al Hart anchored the first hour of that coverage. It sounded unlike any other hour of all news KCBS people had heard for years. We thanked the late Bay Area radio engineer Mike Schweitzer, who made a collection of radio air checks from which this episode is derived. And in future episodes, parts three and four of this series, we'll go on through the rest of that morning on KCBS. KCBS
10: Francisco.
1: And good morning from KCBS News Radio. Well, it's nice to be back inside our studios here. I'm Al Hart. And, uh, yes, it's uh, it smells a little funny in the financial district this morning, but they're rapidly cleaning things up. And, by the way, I want to repeat this. San Francisco police are saying all streets will be open to traffic in the financial district by 6.30 this morning. Embarcadero Building Security says the center will be open for business as usual at 6 a.m. And those of you who come to work down here, as thousands of you do... Okay, 6.30, that's the time when the all-clear will be given. And, uh, glad to have you back with us. Had a little holiday yesterday. As Walter Cronkite used to say, it was a day like any other day. Tuesday, August 25th, 1981. Inside our KCBS studios at Embarcadero No. 1, Lila Peterson was interviewing Senator Hayakawa. Outside on the street at the intersection of Battery and Sacramento, construction crews were working on that new high-rise building. A huge drill bit into the earth, and then... It happened.
11: background right now is the sound of natural gas escaping from a main that has been broken right in the heart of downtown San Francisco, in the heart of what is called the financial district. That main is putting out, we don't know how many thousands of cubic feet of gas per minute, but in the meantime, all four square blocks surrounding this intersection where the main is broken have been evacuated. All the buildings in that area have been evacuated. Tens of thousands of people being evacuated to three or four blocks away because of the danger of explosion that that gas presents right now. The smell of natural gas is all over this area, and while some people continue to linger very much in the danger zone. The people who are more curious than others, there are other people who are simply taking off for the day, getting as far away from the scene as possibly they can. Right now, it isn't known exactly how this accident happened. It is at a construction site, a construction site that has been going for some four or five weeks at this point. Pacific Gas and Electric Company crews are responding to the scene, trying to shut down this major gas artery that has been severed because of some apparent construction accident there. The exact corner being the corner of Battery and Sacramento streets, and the buildings being evacuated, among others, including the KCBS building, number one Embarcadero Center. KCBS radio went off the air because of this. The danger for explosion was just too great, and all employees had to get out of the 32nd floor where our studios are located. As we look at the scene of that gas leak right now, all we see are clouds and clouds of dust being stirred up by the gas being expelled from that main with tremendous force. So far, so far, there have been no flames, but again, the smell of natural gas around here rivals the smell that perhaps you would have in your apartment if you walked in after a gas burner had been going for some time with no flames. A smell that tells you almost instinctively that there's a danger of explosion. And that is the smell that is wafting about all of downtown San Francisco at this very moment. It has been going on at this point for some 20 or 25 minutes. Again, tens of thousands of people have been evacuated from nearby office buildings while construction workers and the Pacific Gas and Electric Company crews try to figure out how to turn off the gas that is feeding this leak, the gas that could potentially feed a disastrous explosion. This is Wilson that in downtown San
1: Francisco. And among those
4: evacuated, the KCBS news staff, including KCBS newsman Bill Diaz, When the order came to evacuate buildings in the Embarcadero Center area near Battery and Clay, there initially was some confusion. In Embarcadero Center Number 1, where the KCBS studios are located, there were conflicting reports over the building's PA system, at first urging people to take the stairs to the ground floor, and then when many of the people were bunched into staircases, the order came to take elevators. Don Mosley of KCBS says doors leading from the staircases to the elevator lobby were locked, but that after descending about halfway, a security guard opened one of the locked doors and ushered his group into an elevator. Mayor Feinstein was out of town during the emergency, but I asked acting Mayor Lee Dolson about the number of people actually evacuated during the crisis. Our conservative estimate is that must be at least 10,000, we figure up to 30,000. There were 20 buildings that were evacuated officially, and of course three of these are the rather populous Embarcaderos 1, 2, and 3. Uh, these two buildings must have at least had uh... five hundred to a thousand people in them We saw somewhere in the neighborhood of, uh, as I say, somewhere between 10 and 30,000 people evacuated out of this area. Dolson expressed a good deal of concern about the city's ability to cope with a major crisis because of problems of communication during this one, and he will urge that better plans be prepared to cope with any emergencies that might arise in the future. Bill Diaz, San Francisco. And we'll hear more from Supervisor Dolson a little bit later on in this broadcast. Down the escape
1: stairwell went veteran KCBS newsman Don Mosley, as you heard from Bill. And here is his account of the evacuation.
12: It's an eerie feeling, heading down 32 floors of a stairwell, the smell of escaping gas coming through the vent system. At each floor, dozens more joined our nervous cavalcade, some pressing forward, others taking each step reluctantly as their leg muscles became more and more rubbery. I found myself walking along with Senator Hayakawa, who'd been a guest on KCBS when this emergency developed. ''Are you a jogger, Senator?'' I asked. ''Not tomorrow morning, that's for sure,'' he answered somewhat breathlessly. Certainly the Senator in his 70s kept up with the human tide and never complained about that long hike downward. As we progressed, the Embarcadero Center loudspeakers offered conflicting advice. First they shouted, ''Use the stairway!'' Well, we were already on the stairway, but as the steps became more and more jammed with newcomers at every floor, The loudspeaker suddenly yelled, Use the elevators. Fat chance for that, all the doors in the corridor were locked. We couldn't get to the elevators. On and on we went, down to floor 25 and 24 and so on, down to 20. Senator was smiling at well-wishers along the way and even stopping to shake hands. My God, I thought to myself, the building's about to blow up and he's campaigning. Finally, at floor 8 or 9 or someplace, a door opened. A security guard waved us into a corridor, and an elevator shot us down to the lobby. Don't run, shouted a workman, running by. Don't worry, I thought, after all that downhill stumbling, I'm not about to jog, run, hurry, gallop, or fly. I'm just going to sit right here and think of how I almost asked a senior United States senator to carry me the rest of the way. This is Don Mosley, looking across the street at my office, number one Embarcadero Center.
1: (laughs) By the way, Don said that this was the first time in his memory, and uh, uh, perhaps in the history of radio station KCBS, that we have just gone off the air. Everyone evacuated from uh, the studios, and there was no signal coming from anywhere. It didn't last too long, but for a brief moment, the... uh, signal of KCBS was silent for the first time in its history, and it's the first radio station, first broadcasting station in the country. I repeat now that San Francisco police say all streets are going to be open to traffic in the financial district by 6.30 this morning. Cleanup crews are out there very busily uh, sweeping up the streets right now and uh, dousing down cars and getting everything ready. So 6.30 this morning... It will all be open. They'll take the barriers down, and you can come back to work once again. It'll be uh, completely safe. Embarcadero Building Security says that center will be open for business, as usual, at 6 this morning. So uh, those of you who work right here in number 1, 2, 3, or 4, you can come to work a little bit earlier than the rest of the folks, if you care to do so. All right. It's uh, 14 minutes now, past 5 o'clock. Let's take a look at the weather and see what's happening. Fair and mild through tomorrow. The highs, upper 60s near the coast to the 70s and 80s inland. Lows in the 50s. Small craft advisories in the afternoons and evenings for westerly winds. 15 to 30 miles per hour. 56 in the city of San Francisco at the moment. In the Sierra, fair and warm through tomorrow. A few afternoon clouds in the southern mountains. Lake Tahoe highs will be in the mid-80s. Lows in the 40s. Yosemite's, uh, well, let's see. They'll have highs in the mid-90s. And for the uh, Sacramento Bay area... Well, let's see. Sacramento area, I should say, fair and mild through tomorrow, so everything looks alright around Northern California. 56 in downtown San Francisco, and our coverage of yesterday's events will continue in just a moment.
3: On a single chip, the size of a thumbnail, are light-sensitive electronics. Circuitry capable of responding flawlessly in microseconds a billion times over. It's a technology called optoelectronics, and a company called TRW is using it to develop components for communications in automatic switching systems on phones, in high-speed computer operations, in photocopiers, and electronic components for the cars of the 80s, in automatic load leveling, cruise controls, automatic transmission controls, digital dashboard displays. Today's innovations are tomorrow's applications. Tomorrow is taking shape at a company called TRW.
1: KCBS News Time, five fifteen. And we'll take a brief time out here to uh, take a look at the sports world. The Giants beat St. Louis four to two yesterday. The Oakland A's were shut out two to nothing by the Cleveland Indians. The Chicago White Sox back in first place in the American League West thanks to Dennis Lamp. The right-hander, who the White Sox acquired from their north side rivals earlier this year, he almost had a no-hitter in Milwaukee last night. Lost that bid when Robin Yount punched a 3-2 pitch into shallow left center field for a leadoff double in the ninth. So Lamp had to settle for a one-hitter and a 5-1 win over the Brewers. In some other American League games, Detroit edging Kansas City 4-3 and 10. The Tigers' 10th win in their last 11 games. The Minnesota Twins shut out the New York Yankees 3-0. Texas beat Toronto 6-1. Both West Coast games, Baltimore at Seattle, Boston at California went into extra innings, the Angels beating the Red Sox 8-7 in 10 innings, and in the National League, the Atlanta Braves got a grand slammer from Bruce Benedict, plus five RBIs from Chris Chambliss, and they pounded the Phillies 12-2. Gary Carter had a grand slammer and six RBIs as Montreal clubbed the Cincinnati Reds 9-1, and the Mets shaded Houston 2-1 on rookie Wilson's eighth-inning homer. The Dodgers got by the Pirates 9-7 in 11 innings, and the Cubs shaded the Padres 4-3. to three. The women's $100,000 tennis tourney in Mawa, New Jersey has lost two of its top four seeds. Top seeded Andrea Jaeger withdrew yesterday because of a shoulder injury that also may threaten her appearance in next week's U.S. Open. In addition, 17-year-old Pam Cassell of Fairfield, New Jersey upset fourth seed Wendy Turnbull 6-love, six 6-2. Six National Football League teams trimmed their rosters to 50 players this week and a few senior members in the league are out of work. The youth movement was most evident in New Orleans, where Coach Bum Phillips decided to get rid of linebacker Joe Fersville, a ten-year member of the Saints, guard Emmanuel Sanders, who has eight years with New Orleans, and defensive tackle Mike Fultz, a four-year veteran with the team. That's sports.
10: I'm Al Hart. Today, a lot of banks are giving excuses for not giving business loans. I'm afraid we can't give you a loan unless you've been in business for fifteen years.
0: But I have in the same location.
13: (laughs) I'm sorry, the loan officer has just left the office. Oh? For Guam.
14: But of course we'll give you a loan
10: just as soon as the committee approves it. But it's already been two years. What's your hurry? If you really want a loan, you ought to come to Lloyd's. Because instead of giving excuses, we're giving loans. What's more, Lloyd's is one of the few major banks in California with a loan committee of one. So once we have all the information, you'll get your answer fast. You got it. I got it? You got it.
15: I got it?
10: You got it. Because at Lloyd's Bank, California, we know who we work for. Member FDIC.
1: KCBS Newstime 519, and we'll take a brief look at the business world in uh,
16: just a moment. At Emporium Capwell, we're keeping the sizzle in summer with the eight-store summer fashion clearance sale. The best of summer merchandise has been gathered from all Emporium Capwell stores and sale price at Stanford, Stevens Creek, Almaden, Mountain View, East Ridge, Fremont, Hayward, and Stone Ridge. Sale price summer fashions for misses and juniors to enjoy now. Five days only, Thursday through Monday. The eight-store summer fashion clearance sale. Hot savings at Emporium Capwell.
1: Now, I want to repeat again for those of you, and I know there are thousands of you wondering uh, when the financial c- district around the Embarcadero Center is going to be reopened today. It's been blocked off uh, since 1 o'clock yesterday afternoon, or one twenty I should say. Well, police say the streets will be open to traffic in the financial district by 6.30 this morning. So we're about an hour and 10 minutes away from that deadline. And then they'll pull down the barriers, and you can all come back and uh, kind of talk about what happened yesterday. And, of course, we all have plenty to talk about. Embarcadero Building Security says this center will be open for business as usual at 6 o'clock this morning. 6 this morning, so that's less than an hour away. And uh, it was quite a day yesterday. Can you imagine evacuating these four huge buildings and all the other office buildings around here? Getting everybody out with no injuries, getting them out on the street quickly. It was uh, really something, and congratulations to all of you involved in that evacuation. A job well done, I must say. Now, we're going to continue to uh, talk about the episode yesterday and uh, we'll be talking to our KCBS reporters about uh, their part in giving coverage which I thought was absolutely magnificent. I don't know whether you uh, heard it or not, but uh, certainly I was apart from the senior. I had left the building shortly before the disaster occurred and uh, kept up with our on the spot coverage by our crack team of KCBS news people who just did a super job. Stayed out there despite the fact that they were being rained by uh, Uh, oil and grease and PCBs, which you later found out, and of course the uh, natural gas uh, flowing out of there, and we didn't know what was going to happen, but our people stayed on the scene along with the firemen and policemen and PG&E crews to cover that event and keep everybody informed of what was happening, and it was a great job. Great job. Mighty proud of all the people who took part in it. 56 degrees in uh, downtown San Francisco. All right, let's uh, take a little look at business now before we go any further. A lot of folks interested in what's going on there. The American dollar lower at the opening of European foreign exchanges today in the wake of profit-taking. Following yesterday's sharp gains, the price of gold rose as the dollar eased. The morning gold fixing in London, $413, and the dollar was up more than 2 yen in Tokyo today
5: to close at 230.65 yen. More on business from David Jackson. Some California politicians are reviving talk of a consumer boycott of Japanese products. Its reaction to the U.S. government's agreement to Japanese demands that all California fruit bound for Japan be treated for medfly, whether the fruit is from medfly areas or not. The U.S. insisted that the fumigation and cold storage of all fruit would cost too much, but the Japanese wouldn't budge. The Federal Reserve Board okayed the largest-ever foreign takeover of an American bank. Midland Bank of London will be buying Crocker National of San Francisco, which is the 12th largest bank in the United States. After the acquisition, Midland will be the 10th largest bank in the world. The government reports that the federal budget deficit last month amounted to ten and a third billion dollars after a monthly surplus in June. So far this fiscal year, the deficit has run to nearly 60 billion dollars. The government says it expects that will shrink a few billion by the time the current fiscal year ends, September 30th. Stocks opened way down yesterday, but bounced back some. At the close, the Dow was up a point and three quarters at 901.83. David Jackson, CBS News, New York.
1: And we'll have more on the business in about, uh, oh, 30 minutes from right now. When we drop by the Pacific Stock Exchange, hopefully Hutch will be able to get in there. I don't know what the situation uh, is on Pine Street, but we'll uh, check that out just a little bit later on. As far as the financial area is concerned, the police are saying all streets will be open to traffic in the financial district by 6.30 this morning. 6.30 this morning, that's when they'll drop the barricades. Quite a day yesterday following that gas explosion. And uh, Lila Peterson, uh, she did a super job, just a wonderful job. She was in the process of interviewing uh, Senator Hayakawa on our KCBS News magazine when that gas blowout occurred. And as she said she heard the roaring of the escaping gas, even though our news radio studios are 32 stories above the site of the accident. After she was ordered out of the building at Number 1 Embarcadero, she continued broadcasting from a mobile unit a block away from the escaping gas.
0: Hundreds of bystanders milled around the intersection of battery and clay, watching the plume of gas stream from the broken main. Reporters, photographers, and cameramen ran back and forth through the crowd covering the story. From our vantage point in a small car, a mobile unit just north of clay on battery, news radio's Charlie Serafin and I, fully cognizant of the devastation that leaking gas could mean, watched traffic rerouted. Police and firemen do their jobs to keep people away from the danger zone. After two hours of broadcasting from the car, I noticed a film settling on the windshield like a fine mist. We assumed it was gas and remained where we were inside the car, a block away from the main. Our colleagues, along with dozens of bystanders, remained on the street, the mist settling on their heads, skin, clothes. It was not until several hours later we learned the mist contained PCBs, and I realized with a sickening thud, life isn't always better living through chemistry. Lila Peterson, San Francisco.
1: Thousands of office workers and businessmen and women were given a forced holiday, of course, yesterday, but as we hear from KCBS reporter Diane Callis, it didn't make everybody happy.
0: Bill DeWald was working in the Federal Reserve Bank when he was ordered to leave. I asked him what he was told. Well, that it was dangerous and people should leave because there was a gas leak. Did you smell the gas inside the building? A little, yes. Were you frightened?
5: No. Were
0: you irritated? Yes. (laughs) Why, did you have some things you had to get done this afternoon?
5: Yes course.
0: So. Look at this. You're being able to sit out here on the grass on a sunny afternoon and read a novel. You can't beat that. You're getting paid for it besides.
5: I guess so. <laughs> but I'm also getting paid to do work.
0: Are you going to have problem getting home tonight? You have a car down here somewhere.
5: My car is locked in a lot that, uh, and I can't get the car out.
0: So what are your plans right now?
5: Well, to sit here until the car is available.
0: When last seen, he was still sitting in that grassy spot in the sun in front of the Federal Reserve Building. I'm Diane Callis.
1: Newsman Steve Little was one of the group of KCBS news who continued broadcasting from the streets, keeping the Bay Area informed of what was happening throughout that long afternoon and evening hours yesterday. And Steve found there was more than a little confusion in the way the incident was handled.
2: Certainly one of the most striking impressions I had during the events of uh, this long afternoon was how uncoordinated were the communications between the various agencies attempting to bring the situation under control. Certainly during a crisis situation such as this, normal operating procedures become difficult, but as one who covers fires uh, both in the city and out of it and various other extraordinary accidents that occur, and having seen firsthand the remarkable coordination possible, in bringing a dangerous situation under control. It was a little disturbing to come to the realization that the left hand literally did not know what the right hand was doing at some times. PG&E was somewhere in the vicinity trying to shut off the half dozen or so gas valves that control the flow of gas throughout the financial district. The fire department was busy trying to address the safety requirements because with all that gas escaping in the uh, the entire area was in a highly combustible state and uh, any spark could have made this much more serious than it was. The construction crews were milling about, waiting for instructions about any assistance they could offer. Police were trying to keep order, trying to keep people out of the area, but none of the agencies seemed to know the exact status of the operation to shut off the flow of gas, which means they were not fully apprised of how serious things were. At one point, sometime around 2.30, we were told that the leak had been capped, the valves had been shut off, and the gas that was escaping was actually residual gas accumulation. But as the gas began to increase and began to look something like a gusher, people began to doubt if those reports were true. And as you know, that was confirmed by PG&E an hour or so later when they reported that the gas valves had not been shut off, but they were close to shutting them off. So certainly San Francisco is going to have to take a hard look at its emergency procedures in such situations and better prepare itself the next time.
1: And we're going to hear a lot more about that uh, from many officials and uh, people who worked on that incident yesterday. PG&E crews, by the way, really struggled to shut off that flow of gas and to patch up the broken main, and it was an extremely hazardous job, as you can imagine. It was a long time of the doing, certainly, and Bill McLaughlin of PG&E described some of the problems
5: involved in fixing that leak. The hole that was in the side of the pipeline is a 6-inch by 8-inch hole, which is an extremely large hole. We... Shut the pipeline down, but the valves that we've had on the end apparently didn't give us a complete seal. So there was still a pressure in the pipeline, and with a hole that large, we weren't able to put enough force on top of that patch to hold it down over the pipe. And we had to do some, uh, what we call a stack on there, where we put a hole in the patch, let the gas vent up as we clamped the patch down around the edge and weld it up.
1: Bill McLaughlin the PG&E. The break was finally fixed just before 11 o'clock, last night. And we have to salute the people from PG&E who uh, worked on fixing that leak. Now, you can imagine the hazardous situation there where this uh, gas has been pouring out of there. And then you bring in a crew and they have to start up jackhammers and uh, uh, with the chance of a spark somewhere along the line. And uh, of course, that was the thing that bothered all of us. We were thinking just one spark and boom, there she goes. Um, But they stuck with the job and patched the leak. And our congratulations to them. KCBS News Time is 5.29. We'll continue our coverage of yesterday's events and uh, what is happening today. In just a moment, I want to remind you once again, those of you who work in the financial area, the police say all streets will be open to traffic in the district by 6.30 this morning. All streets will be open to traffic in the financial district by 6.30 this morning. Embarcadero Center buildings will be open a little bit earlier at 6 o'clock. So come on in everything's okay
16: your money goes father at Ward's. at montgomery ward this week color televisions are on special sale ward's big 19-inch color portable televisions on sale for just $299 100 solid-state chassis for trouble-free performance and brilliant color it's a fabulous bargain for just $299 and montgomery ward has many different television sets now on sale at very special low prices If you want a bargain on a television, shop Montgomery Ward. Also at Montgomery Ward this week, chain-link fencing's on sale at 50% off. Half price when installed by Montgomery Ward experts. You can choose galvanized or green vinyl-clad fencing. Chain link fencing adds safety for your children and pets and adds value to your property. Just Phone and Montgomery Ward will provide you with a free estimate. This week, call Montgomery Ward and save 50% on chain link fencing. Montgomery Ward.
4: Your money goes farther at worst.
1: It's 5.30, and from the Bay calendar, Neil Simon wrote the book. Cy Coleman wrote the score. No wonder it's such a success. Sweet charity. See a production by the talented young troupe at Cal State Hayward. Performances Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights. Call 881-3261, and they'll tell you all about
8: tickets. Fact. Tax-free saving starts October 1st. But we'll pay you 20% interest now to get a head start at Santa Barbara Savings. Fact. If you reserve your tax-free account today with a deposit in our security fund, we'll pay you 20% interest until October 1st. Then we'll transfer your money to a tax-free account where your interest is exempt from federal income tax. Up to $2,000 on a joint return, $1,000 on an individual return. Just $500 will start your fully insured tax-free account October 1st. But you can get a head start and earn 20% interest today with a $2,500 security fund deposit. Though not a savings account, nor under FSLIC coverage, the security fund is fully backed by U.S. government securities. Fact, the earlier you start, the more you earn. Tax-free saving starts October 1st. 20% interest starts now. Get started today at Santa Barbara Savings. (laughs) The weather for the Bay Area, fair and mild
1: through tomorrow. Highs upper 60s near the coast to the 70s and 80s. Inland, 56 in downtown San Francisco. Nice weather in the Sierra, fair and warm through tomorrow as well. And for those of you who are just getting up this morning, wondering whether you're going to come back to work in the financial district, yes, yes, I'm happy to say everything is all right, and they will open the streets for business 6.30 this morning. That's the last word from San Francisco police.
3: Electronic equipment is keeping our country humming. People are banking electronically, shopping electronically, calculating and computing electronically. And when that electronic equipment needs service, a company called TRW is ready to provide it. From emergency repair calls to scheduled preventive maintenance. Our service organization includes more than 2800 experienced service professionals, backed up by a computerized parts distribution system this TRW group is linked together by a nationwide data communications network that ensures fast response and good service anywhere in the country almost anywhere you find electronic equipment you 'll find TRw busy keeping it humming tomorrow is taking shape at a company called TRw you 're the one who knows what's going on you're
10: the one you're- and We're the ones who keep you up to date on everything around the Golden State. News and more on KCBS, KCBS
1: San Francisco. Hey, good morning from KCBS News Radio. I'm Al Harden. We're departing from our usual format as we have been since, uh, well, 1.30 yesterday afternoon. Uh, because of the explosion, and uh, the we ex- weren't worried about an explosion of that uh, gas main. Uh, it's been capped. Everything is okay. We don't have to worry. Coming back to work here, they'll open the streets at 6.30 this morning. But uh, we'll have more coverage of that event coming up from our reporters in just a few minutes. Right now, I thought we'd take a look and see what else is happening uh, around the world. An Egyptian official says Egyptian President Sadat and Israeli Prime Minister Begin meeting in Alexandria have agreed to resume the Palestinian autonomy talks. Before the summit, Sadat had been somewhat reluctant to agree to resume those talks before Begin visits the United States September 8th. An aide to Sadat says he doesn't know why the Egyptian leaders suddenly made that decision. The administration says it's not concerned about a return to double-digit inflation in July because President Reagan's recovery plan needs time to work. The government reports inflation last month ran at a 15.2 percent annual rate. Angola has called on the United Nations to take action against South Africa for an alleged invasion, warning that it may use Cuban troops to defend its borders. One of the leading Soviet experts on the United States says the Reagan administration has no intention of conducting arms negotiations. In the Soviets' words, the smell of gunpowder is ever stronger in the air. Officials in Taiwan say they have found nothing in playing back a black box recorder to indicate the cause of last Saturday's crash of an airliner on a domestic flight. 110 people were killed in that crash. A leftist newspaper in Beirut says international oil companies have informed Libya they will not be buying its oil because they're getting enough crude from Saudi Arabia at a lower price. Another five Iranian dissidents died in front of firing squads today. That brings the number of dissidents reported by Tehran Radio to have been shot since June to more than 560. Presidential counselor Edwin Meese says President Reagan has nearly ruled out deployment of the MX missile in an underground shuttle network. Meese says all other options are still under discussion. And the Voyager 2 spacecraft now moving away from Saturn having passed by the giant ring planet yesterday. Voyager cameras showed the famous rings are indeed particles of ice. Two backup space shuttle astronauts finished simulated re-entry and landing tests of the Columbia today at Cape Canaveral. Officials say everything went just as planned. The Australian government has told people searching for the remains of a crashed Soviet satellite to stay away from any wreckage, but it maintains the satellite was not nuclear-powered. Five Mediterranean fruit flies have been discovered near Los Angeles, and that's about 300 miles from the main infestation. Japan has sent word to California that it won't ease its restrictions on fruit imports. And former President Jimmy Carter bounded up the Great Wall of China with ease today as he continued his 10-day visit. Carter scheduled to meet with the powerful Vice Chairman, Dao Chi-Ping, tomorrow. That's a look at uh, world and national news. And we'll be getting back to our coverage of what happened yesterday in the Financial District of San Francisco, the gas blowout. And that'll be coming up in just a moment. Another reminder for those of you just waking up this morning. The police say that all streets will be open to traffic in the financial district by 6.30 this morning. Crews are out there right now putting the finishing touches on the cleanup. They've been working all through the night. And the Barcadero Building Security says uh, the center here will be open for business as usual in just about 23 minutes from right now at 6 a.m.
13: The sound you hear is a 3 inch drill boring into a new Royal Seal Uniroyal tire. I'm Shirley Rhine, and believe it or not, that's a test we'll show you at Mark Morris Tires to prove the effectiveness of the new puncture sealing tire developed by Uniroyal. If you've ever had a puncture blowout, or wake up to a flat caused by a nail, just imagine owning a tire that will seal itself when punctured. This self-sealing action is accomplished by a special patented sealant compound inside the tire. What a confidence builder when you're driving, and why hasn't someone thought of this before? Mark Morris has purchased a warehouse full of these revolutionary new Royal Seal tires. And we're holding a special four for the price of three sale now. That's right, one tire free when you purchase three. Ask for the self-sealing Uniroyal at Mark Morris Auto Centers, 16 locations throughout Northern California. Check your yellow pages for the Mark Morris nearest you.
1: KCBS News Time is now 22 minutes before 6 o'clock, 56 degrees in downtown San Francisco. And we have uh, San Jose's temperature at an even 60 degrees. Everything is okay in the financial district now. They've capped the pipe that uh, blew out yesterday and caused the evacuation of tens of thousands of people in the area around the Embarcadero Center. Uh, They've been cleaning up this area bounded by California Front, Clay, and Sansom Streets all during the night, and that job is just about completed. Everything will be back to normal by 6.30 this morning, and uh, the police will open uh, all traffic lanes. They'll bring down the barricades, and you can uh, come on in. Embarcadero building will be open at 6 o'clock this morning. Those of you who work in either Embarcadero's 1, 2, 3, or 4, it's okay. Come on back to work. By the way, after the initial problem of capping the gas line had been resolved, officials discovered that they had another potential hazard, PCBs, spilled when the leak occurred. And KCBS
4: newsman Bill Diaz has a report on the problems involved. Relatively low levels of PCBs were found in the compressor oil that was released as a mist when the natural gas pipe was broken. And it was this oil that coated everything near the rupture with a fine film that was gooey to the touch and slippery to walk on. Dr. Richard Wade, Chief of Health for Cal OSHA, says if the concentration of PCBs had been 50 parts per million, the spill would have been considered a major one. At 25 parts per million, it is not a major PCB spill, but it does pose some hazards. People who are in the area should shower and dispose of clothing, particularly shoes that may have come in contact with the PCBs, and Dr. Wade says the vehicles that were covered with the goo will require special treatment. It'll take special cleaning techniques to clean the cars if it is high-level PCBs. You can't just run through a car wash. And what is the hazard from PCBs again? Well, the hazards are there's very little acute, immediate effects, but the problems are is it does bioaccumulate. It builds up in the body. Once you're exposed, once you get into your body, you never get rid of it, and it is a known cancer-causing material. you inhale it? Yes, you can inhale it or you can absorb it through the skin. Cleanup crews with experience in handling PCBs are working to decontaminate surfaces exposed to the goo and, of course, clean up any vehicles they encounter that were coated in the area. Bill Diaz, San Francisco.
1: And for those of you, like our news crew, uh, who lived through yesterday's excitement, a further word on your health from Dr. Mervyn Silverman, Director of Public Health for the City of San Francisco.
6: Basically, if the clothes were
1: saturated, moist, if there's stains on it, then they can assume their clothes are saturated. If they walk through, walk through any of the oil on the ground, their shoes definitely are contaminated, and they should be uh, also discarded. Leather holds on to the PCB and never gives them up, so you'd you'd have it in t- contact with the skin. Uh, also, I'm sure people have sh- bathed and uh, showered and and shampooed their hair, and if they have respiratory, as I mentioned, respiratory symptoms or any other symptoms, they should be in touch with their physician. All right, that's the word from Dr. Mervyn Silverman, Director of Public Health for the City of San Francisco. We're going to continue our coverage uh, by the people who were on the scene yesterday broadcasting for KCBS News Radio in uh, just a couple of minutes. Stay with us here at uh, the News Radio 74 on your dial. I want to remind you again, traffic will be open in the financial district 6.30 this morning. Come on back to work. Everything is okay. They're just putting the finishing touches on the cleanup now. The final crews are uh, cleaning up, washing down, scrubbing things, and uh, getting it all ready for you to uh, return to the job and uh, maybe pick up all those things you left on your desk when you were summarily ushered out yesterday about uh, 1.30 or so. Embarcadero Building Security says the center will be open here at uh, 6 o'clock. Business as usual. That'll be about 18 and a half minutes from right now.
16: Now there's another great reason to buy a Chevrolet, a 13.8 annual percentage rate. That's right. Participating Chevy dealers have taken the sting out of financing by rolling back the interest rate to 13.8% for qualified buyers of cars and light-duty trucks delivered through August 31st. That's 13.8 on a new Chevy Chevette or Citation. Monte Carlo, Malibu, Caprice. 13.8 on a new Chevy pickup and other light-duty trucks. Even 13.8 on the new Chevy Cavalier. Compared to average national interest rates, that could mean savings of hundreds of dollars on a new Chevrolet. Those savings will vary with amount and duration of loan and state law. Here's more good news. According to July National Automobile Dealer Association used car price guides your car could be worth more than it was a year ago in fact many domestic midsize and larger cars are worth hundreds of dollars more so see your chevy dealer where for a limited time you can beat the high cost of financing but hurry this rollback ends august 31st and we
1: have 17 minutes now before six o'clock from kcbs news radio 56 degrees in downtown san francisco fair and mild all the way through tomorrow get back to our story of the gas blowout yesterday and the cleanup procedures. First, though, I want to take a little look at sports and see what happened there. The Giants beat St. Louis 4-2 yesterday. The A's were shut out, though, losing to the Cleveland Indians 2-0. The White Sox are back in first place now in the American League West, thanks to Dennis Lamp. He's a right-hander who the White Sox acquired from their north side rivals a little bit earlier this year. He almost had a no-hitter in Milwaukee last night, but he uh, lost a uh, 3-2 pitch. To Robin Young, who blasted it into a shallow left-center field for a leadoff double in the ninth. So Lamp had to settle for a one-hitter and a 5-1 win over the Brewers. And that means that they are now in first place over the A's. They're by a half a game. In other American League games, Detroit edging Kansas City 4-3. That was in ten innings. That was the Tigers' tenth win in their last 11. The Minnesota Twins shut out the Yankees 3-0. Texas beat Toronto 6-1. Both West Coast teams, Baltimore at Seattle and Boston at California went into extra innings. The Angels beating the Red Sox 8 to 7 in 10, and in the National League, the Braves got a grand slam homer from Bruce Benedict plus 5 RBIs from Chris Shambliss and they beat the Phillies 12 to 2. Gary Carter had a grand slammer and 6 RBIs. Montreal clubbing the Cincinnati Reds 9 to 1. The Mets shaded Houston 2 to 1 on a rookie Wilson's eighth inning homer, and the Dodgers got by the Pirates 9 to 7 in 11 innings. The Cubs shaded the Padres four to three. In the women's $100,000 tennis tournament in Malwa, New Jersey, they've lost two of their uh, four top seeds. Top seeded Andrea Yeager withdrew yesterday. She had a shoulder injury. And in addition, 17-year-old Pam Cassell of Fairfield, New Jersey, upset fourth seed Wendy Turnbull, six love, six two.
10: That's sports. We'll have more for you in about 30 minutes. When it comes to international banking, a lot of banks are very provincial. This is Mr. Rollins. Could you process
5: some foreign currency payments I'm expecting from Liechtenstein?
10: Liechtenstein, Liechtenstein. Uh, is that in Orange County? I'm calling about the foreign currency loan for my subsidiary in Japan. Oh yes, Mr. Rollins. We've received a letter from our correspondent bank in Tokyo and we'll get back to you. Oh, uh, when? When? As soon as we learn to read Japanese. At Lloyd's, we have nearly 3,000 Lloyd's Bank Group offices. We're in 44 different countries, so we deal with our own offices, not just correspondence.
16: Mr. Rollins, this is Lloyd's Bank. We've got your financial information from Paris.
10: Uh, But I only called you yesterday. Yes, I apologize for the delay. Lloyd's Bank Group has multinational experts in almost every country in the world. That's why when you've got business out of the country, you'll feel at home with Lloyd's. Because at Lloyds Bank, California, we know who we work for. Member FDIC. We're doing it all right, cause all right, the only way we know. We're doing it
6: all right, all right. AMC, Chief, Reddoux, dealers have all the right cars and
10: the right, right. right on
6: service too. We're doing it all right, all right,
10: all right for you.
6: Your California AMC Jeep Renault dealers are doing it all right with a big summer clearance. A factory incentive program on scramblers and CJs lets them buy for less and sell for less. Jeep is perfect for California driving. And for a limited time, you'll get the year's best deals on comfortable wagoneers and Cherokees, rough and ready CJs and scramblers. Buy now during your AMC Jeep Renault dealers summer clearance. We're doing it all right, all
10: right, all right for you
6: your California AMC Jeep Renault dealer today. KCBS News
1: Time is now 14 minutes before 6 o'clock and we have on our news line Dr. Richard Wade. He is Chief of Health of Cal OSHA. And good morning, Dr. Wade. Good morning. Uh, I wonder if you could uh, fill us in a little bit about, uh, oh, safety, clothes that were contaminated. Uh, What should people have done or should do right now?
7: Well, we're
14: looking at the people who were directly exposed yesterday when they came out with the oil that was falling down noticeably, wetted their clothes, or if they came in contact with oily surfaces which left stains, we're saying they should put their clothes in plastic bags, and PG&E will be making an announcement today instructing people what to do with these contaminated clothes. If there was no visible signs of contamination or the clothes were not wetted with the oil, they should be washed separately and then reused. Likewise, shoes for those persons who walk through the oily area uh, around in Barcadero in the area where the gas was leaking, contaminated shoes should be put in a bag and PG&E will be making an announcement on where to bring the shoes in uh, for a settlement uh, through PG&E our concern right now is not so much the direct effect of the levels of PCB. because the levels of pcb were uh, relatively low but we do want to have those people who did to get contaminated to minimize the amount of exposure from clothing uh in the future
1: all right let's repeat
14: the recommendation that people do uh, discard noticeably contaminated clothes and shoes
1: yeah, let's repeat that now once again because I know people are a little bit sleepy this morning and they may not get it the first time around. So, if they uh, were in the area yesterday, some of those who were evacuated, and there were tens of thousands of them, and they uh, happen to get that oily spray, a spray that they can visibly see on their clothing, those clothing should that clothing should be put in a, uh in a plastic bag, right? Yes. All right, and uh shoes as well if you walked around on the streets. Put the shoes in a plastic bag. Right.
14: If you walked around on the streets that were noticeably covered by an oily fill. Right. It, it
1: it had to have some oil on it, not necessarily some just in the general vicinity of right. this. Right. Okay. Very good. Now, what about uh worries over health? That's something that a lot of people are concerned about, I know. Uh gee, I got uh PCBs on me in, in whatever amount. What what is this going to do to me? Well, we don't expect to
14: have any immediate effect whatsoever from the levels of PCB that were present. As I indicated, the levels were relatively low. Uh, Both PG&E and Cal OSHA did sampling, and our levels were consistent, and they showed about 25 parts per million. But we do know that there was PCBs there. We don't expect any effect of that level as long as people take some precautions, like taking their uh, clothing... If it was contaminated and removed from there uh, from their
1: person okay now there's another question that people have been asking many of these uh, office buildings like the one I'm broadcasting from number one embarcadero, have huge air conditioning systems and uh, before they were shut down sucked in uh, a lot of the outside air now when those systems are turned on again uh, is that going to pose any danger
14: uh, we don't believe so that there was the Management of Embarcadero Center has indicated that they did shut down the air conditioning system uh, quite rapidly after they were notified of the spill, and that was within a matter of a few minutes after (laughs) the gas line ruptured. So we don't expect any problems inside. We do know the outside of the building, Embarcadero 1 especially, is contaminated with oil up to about the 23rd or 24th floor. You can see visible
1: films of oil on the windows. Thank you very much, Dr. Wade. We appreciate it. I know you've uh, been up quite a bit of the night and uh, need some sleep, so we uh, appreciate you taking the time to talk with us this morning. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Dr. Richard Wade, Chief of Health of Cal OSHA, who, uh, like many others, has been an extremely busy man for uh, the past few hours since yesterday afternoon around 1.30. Uh, KCBS News Time is now 10 minutes before 6 o'clock. And let's go to Jerry Wilcox, who has been out on the street walking around in the early morning hours now. Uh, He has been uh, checking out the cleanup action so far. And, Jerry, what's it like? Are we ready to uh, go back to work again? Well, it appears that they're right on schedule Al, Dr.
6: Wade mentioned, of course, that the uh, windows up to the 23rd level uh, apparently have some oily film on. Now, the men who are working with the spray nozzles down here in the street obviously can't reach up that far over there steam cleaning equipment, so I'm not quite sure how that's going to be handled, maybe by uh, window washing techniques uh, that are used on high rises. I guess that's the only way it could be done. But they're reaching up as far as they can on the uh, the lower part of one Embarcadero Center to spray off whatever they can, that oily film. They've been working uh, on the tiled area, on the ground level, underneath the building, cleaning that up. A number of people are in there now, uh, finishing up with push brushes, uh, pushing the... Uh, the water off and trying to get it all dried out. They've been steam cleaning the entire area here. IT Corporation has had a couple of big tankers uh, that they're using to clean up. Uh, the, the, there's a suction uh, method that's used to uh, uh, suction up the water that's been steamed, uh, that's been uh, left over from the steam cleaning process. That has the uh, some residue from PCB and the oily material in it and that's being suctioned up and put in a big IT tanker. The uh, PG&E spokesman says they've uh, gathered up about 5,000 gallons of it so far, and, of course, that is mostly water. But uh, they're on schedule. It appears that they will be able to open the streets around one Embarcadero Center and this area at about 6.30 this morning, just as they planned.
1: All right, that's Jerry Wilcox on the scene, everything going according to plan, and, boy, they have been busy down there with a massive cleanup job. And uh, as Jerry said... Apparently everything going well, and we will be open for business once again in the financial district, 6.30 this morning. That's about uh, 37 and a half minutes from right now. So, get dressed, get ready to come back to work. We'll be glad to see you. Now, we're always glad to see Ray Hutchinson. He's at the Pacific Stock Exchange. And, Hutch, was it any problem getting into work today?
15: Not a problem in the world. Just as simple as as pie. And uh, it was uh, good to see... Uh, people out there cleaning up this mess, as you just had that report uh, a few moments ago uh, from Jerry Wilcox. Lots of things are going on in the city this morning. Lots of people awake, Al. It was a big day yesterday. I was having uh, lunch at my uh, one of my favorite restaurants, the Golden Eagle. And the hostess came over to my table and said, you're going to have to get out of here. I thought, my God, what have I done now? <laughs> They've caught up with you at last. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I got out along with everybody else, and uh, couldn't do a thing after that because, uh, of course, while well, you and I were both in, in the same boat, we were unable to get uh, into the station to even check on what was going on. By that time, the evacuation had uh, obviously taken place. And so I listened to what I thought was an absolutely fantastic job done by KCBS uh, crew Members, newspeople, Lila did a tremendous job. Wilson Van Alst, uh, Steve Little, everybody—just magnificent. It was
1: super, no doubt. uh, And
15: I I hate to blow our own horn, Al, but uh, I don't see how anybody who heard that job could uh, fail to realize they were really listening to some pros in action. They did a great job. Anyway, it's apparently a lot uh, simpler and calmer and smoother and easier today than it was uh, yesterday afternoon, all bouncing back to normal. Is the market going to be calm today? Well, we bounced back a little late yesterday, too, Al. The administration, first of all, said that despite that big July rise in consumer prices, it is still optimistic about inflation for the year. Also, interest rates were on the the descent late yesterday. The closely watched interest rate uh, on federal funds, that's the one that... uh, that uh, banks, uh, those are the reserves that banks lend each other, Uh, that rate fell to 15.5% down from uh, Monday's average of 17.92%. That, too, helped the market. And uh, you might have missed the news. The Federal Reserve uh, late yesterday approved that Crocker Bank merger, big $820 million merger with Midland Bank of London. U.S. stocks this morning mixed. And the dollar has eased in Europe. No question about it. It's on the skids. Uh, gold is higher, fixed higher at fourteen uh, at four hundred thirteen dollars an ounce, up three twenty-five from late yesterday. Silver also, uh, no, it's not rising. It fell, as a matter of fact. Silver on the uh, uh, on the decline this morning, down two cents at eight ninety-one an ounce. We have to run, Hutch. Ray Hutchinson from the Pacific Stock Exchange. This is Ed
7: for Union Bank, with a message on priority banking. Iris and Graham Kitchen came from their native England to explore market possibilities. In their first banking experience in California, they unfortunately ran into some indifferent and impersonal service. Then Union Bank came to the rescue. And here's priority banker Debbie Villa to set the scene.
13: The Kitchens have a West Coast distributorship and needed help with foreign exchange as well as several other banking services. We understand
7: you were able to provide much more than usual service.
13: Yes, Ed. As their priority banker, I helped the kitchens with foreign currency exchange, with personal investments, and gave them our special priority banking service.
7: So after a shaky start with another bank, the kitchens, who distribute European tanning beds, found that all you really need to know about banking is the name of your priority banker, which in this case is Debbie Villa. Thanks, Debbie.
13: The kitchens are great customers. It's a pleasant one-to-one relationship.
7: That's priority banking, another exclusive from Union Bank for qualifying customers. Ed Hart for Union Bank. Member FDIC. KCBS News Time, four minutes before six.
10: There are times that say to you Nothing but great taste will do It's times like this when you begin A special thirst for again. Great taste in a glass The number one in its glass That special taste from
1: Holland. Imported by Van Munching of New York. Everything's okay. Come on back to work in the financial center. Streets will be open in just about 30 minutes from right
5: now. Your Bay Area Cadillac dealer's annual financing rate is down to 13.8% through August. Plus, every 81 Cadillac in stock is selling at year-end discounts. You couldn't find a better time to save more. Lowest price of the year, lowest finance rate of the year, and ask about
16: Cadillac's exclusive five-year, 50,000-mile protection plan on its V864 engine. Turn your life on. Drive a Cadillac. See
5: your Bay Area Cadillac dealer Today. Financing with approval of credit. It
1: is now two and a half minutes before six. Time for the weather. Good morning to Bob Hallman.
12: Good morning, Al. I wouldn't want to encourage anything, but I highly suspect there may be a certain degree of malingering in the financial center today. People figuring that, well, maybe we'll wait another day. Just a tad. And you know, you couldn't pick a better day for it because the coast is perfectly clear this morning, almost no fog. Temperature downtown will be near 70 degrees today, uh, 76 degrees, Oakland, 84, San Jose, 81, Redwood City, 88, Concord, 93 at uh, Santa Rosa. Temperature on the coast at Monterey, 70 degrees. I think all the beaches will be clear, fair, and warm. So. If it's in your heart to malinger, today certainly is the day to do it as far as the weather is concerned. Sierra Nevada, a few clouds in the southern mountains, otherwise mostly fair. Lake Tahoe, a very warm 87 today with an overnight low of 42. The fair weather will continue, although we will start to pick up some more clouds along the coast as we head toward the end of the week.
8: And we thank you, Bob, 56 right now downtown in San Francisco. Would you like to earn 20% interest now and starting October 1st, $2,000 tax-exempt interest on a joint federal tax return or $1,000 on an individual return? Who wouldn't? Only those who haven't heard about American Savings' new insured tax-free savings account.
13: Tax-free savings? How does it work?
8: Come into any American Savings office and with a $500 minimum deposit, reserve an insured tax-free savings account. Earn a 20% special bonus through September 30th. And on October 1st, your funds will automatically be transferred to an insured tax-free savings account.
13: 20% now, $2,000 tax-free savings later. Americans got it all.
8: That's the strength of American with assets well over $9 billion and reserves over twice legal requirements, safe for almost 100 years.
1: The 20% special bonus is backed by securities of U.S. government agencies. It is not a savings account or insured by the FSLIC. The tax-free savings account is insured to $100,000. Early withdrawal penalties do apply.
10: San Francisco.
1: And good morning from KCBS News Radio. I'm Al Hart. And I'm Ken Ackerman. And these are the headlines. Well, now, by the first light of day, most of the mess in the financial district will be cleaned up here in San Francisco. So no excuses. Work as usual today. (laughs) That's right. In about 30 minutes, they open the streets again. The gas leak has been capped. The oily
8: sidewalks are being decontaminated. And we have walking reporters out on scene right now picking up on the KCBS
16: coverage of that big Tuesday afternoon blowout. It was Tuesday, wasn't it? It was Tuesday,
1: indeed. It just blew away. And we'll also have the Sports World Roundup. Ray Hutchinson, Bob Hallman, Chris Brecher
5: at 6 o'clock. Remember to follow the News Vault from KCBS Radio on social media. On Facebook, we're at News Vault Podcast. On Twitter, find us at News Vault SF. On Instagram, we're at News Vault. Until our next episode, you are leaving the News Vault from KCBS Radio.